0: Come on down to the Law Student Lounge with your host, Attorney Ryan McKean, where law students like you tell their stories. So pull up a chair and join us in the lounge.
1: Hello and welcome, everybody. We have a guest I'm so excited uh, to talk about. I'm Gretchen Nicholason. Um Gretchen is amazing. I have known Gretchen. For a number of years before she went to law school. And this is an interesting story. And I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people who may, you know, they may not have gone to law school straight after uh, graduation. They may have had careers. They may have worked in law firms. Um, So I'm not going to give too much away. But uh, Gretchen, uh, could you uh, introduce yourself and and welcome?
0: Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'm Gretchen. I am a 48-year-old law student. Um, I went back to school. So I started, I just finished my first year. I'm taking summer classes right now. So I'm getting ready to start my second year of law school. And um, yeah, my husband's an attorney. I worked, um, it's kind of a funny story. We, I started at the firm. So he started his own firm in 2017, in February of 2017. I came into the firm in September of 2017. So pretty soon after the firm started. So um, we do personal injury. At the time, we did family law and estate planning also. Um, but kind of as time progressed, just kind of realizing all the work that I put in the firm that didn't count because I didn't have a JD behind my name. And so I'm like, well, I think it's time to change that. And so I just kind of kind of just realized like, I can go to law school. I get that I'm old and that my brain doesn't work the way it used to. But You know, I had the ability to go to law school. And so took the LSAT, applied and went to law
1: school, decided to start law school. That is that is awesome and inspiring. And I know like, you know, at least when I was a law student, you know, having people who had real life experience. And when I went to law, I went to law school pretty much straight out of college and having people who were, you know, had careers and had done things. It was such a, a valuable like classroom experience for for me as somebody who was 22 uh, to to see people who had, I mean, and and not only not only are you going to law school, not only are you married to a lawyer, your daughter just graduated law school. So yeah, so the Nicolaisen family has gone from like one to like we're, we're we're working on three lawyers in the span of like four years, right?
0: Yeah, and so what's funny is so our daughter Megan did just graduate from the University of Louisville Law School. And she um, is studying. She moved back to home because she's going to take the Colorado bar, which is literally a week from tomorrow. And so I have been able to watch her whole process of studying for the bar. And I am not going to lie. It freaks me out. It freaks me out. But, like, I also know lots of really dumb attorneys. So I, I do like to remind myself, like, if some of these people can do it, certainly I could do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a whole lot of work, but I'm capable of, do- I can do the work just as well as anybody else can. So like, it, it freaked me out a little bit, but so I had to kind of like take a couple steps back and remind myself like, I it, it's okay that you're older. It's okay that <laughs> it's not going to be as easy for you as it is for some people, but I, I will work my ass off to
1: take the bar and take it one time and be done and move on. You, you know, uh, the advice that I got, uh, which I which I always give, when I was taking the bar was look, treat it like a full-time job and some homework and you'll do fine. And I, I'm with you. Like I I said to myself, and I, I think I meant it, which was I am never taking the bar twice. Like I am one and done. <laughs> if it wow. do you not pass, like I will say I should do something else. Um, uh, because I, I didn't like it that much. But um, you know, good good for Megan and and you're right. Yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people pass the bar um and um but but I think the the I I do think the advice of like treat it like a job with some homework and uh you know and again like are there always people who for whatever reason they have a bad day they're not feeling well um Mm -hmm. the anxiety gets the best of them for sure but 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 I think for the majority of people who I went to law school with and who didn't pass like it was like they were like hey they start studying like after the Fourth of July or something, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, wait! So you took June off to golf, and, um, and you've been three and a half weeks getting ready for the bar exam?" Like, yeah, yeah. That's not a that's not a good plan. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I I love it because I was uh, actually we have um, a, a Carla Ochoa in our office is a paralegal who's applying to law school. I was talking to her about you um, because you do like a very interesting program. Um, And I'd like you to tell us about this. Like when I went to law school, like there was no sort of like hybrid option. Like it was all like you had to go in person. So can you tell us where you go and what the structure of your program is?
0: So what's it? I'm going to back up just a little bit when I was when. So in Colorado, there are two law schools. One is in Denver and one is in Boulder. Denver is closest to me in Colorado Springs, and it's an hour and 20 minute drive each way. And so that is the closest law school. So I I honestly thought it was Denver or bust. I either get into Denver or I'm not going to law school because I'm not interested. I can't move my family to go to law school. Like this is this this was that was my only option. And then I actually got an email from one of my favorite people in the world, Nancy Cavey. And she's like, wait a minute. Like there's this other program that you should look into. Her, She had actually gone to. uh, So I go to Mitchell Hamlin of Law, which is based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. So Nancy, at one point, it, there were two separate schools, Mitchell and Hamlin, and they they merged to become Mitchell Hamlin. And so Nancy Cavey graduated from whichever of the ones she went to when, when she went to law school. And then her paralegal, uh, Christy, had actually done this program. And so um, she connected me with Christy, and and that's how I even learned about this program. And so I'm incredibly grateful that I learned about it because like driving to Denver every single day sounds exhausting. And so, um, so what it is, is there's, they do a hybrid program where I am required to come and be in person. So depending on the semester, either two weeks or a week and a half. So the odd semesters, so one, three and fives and seven, one, three and fives, (laughs) um, I go the first week of class and basically the last week of cl- class right before final start. So I come to Minnesota and you do a week long. It's intensive. I mean, it's like 60 hours of coursework in one week. And so it, those weeks, are they're a lot. I mean, I will not lie. It's a lot. And then everything in between is online, which is fantastic because, I mean, I'm not a person that needs to be... Um, like I'm a self starter. I don't. I don't need to be babysat. Like I can sit down and make myself do the reading I don't want to do. I can make myself sit down, and work on the paper I don't want to write. Like I am good at getting stuff done, and so this program works well for me. I could see how it wouldn't for some people, just because they need they need the in person. They need the someone in your face telling you to get your stuff done, right? Um, but yeah, everything everything is online. I was able to go to Hawaii with Chris. In February, so my second semester of law school, I was able to take a week and go to Hawaii. Like what one L gets to go to Hawaii in the spring semester of their first year of law school? Like I would, but I was, I literally sat at the beach and did my reading, did my
1: work. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I love it. I love it. No, that That is just awesome that, 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 that even exists. And as we talk about having an inclusive profession, as we talk about having a healthy profession, like mm-hmm. you know these are the kinds of solutions that we need institutions like law schools to to create and to innovate in these ways because i think there's a lot there is like a lot of value of being in person like there's almost no substitute for it In in a, like a lot of ways where you're you're interacting with your classmates like there's mm-hmm. like some of my law school classmates are still some of my best friends like yeah. 20 25 years ago but there's a huge cost to doing that as well, and so, so you have something like this. And I, from an outside perspective, I think like, you know, this sort of like takes like the best of all worlds or both worlds for the right student. So if you're a law student out there thinking of this, like, you know, look at these programs because I mean, what Minnesota to Colorado? Like that that's that's not necessarily close. Like that's got to be like almost a two hour flight.
0: Yeah, it is about a two hour flight. But like going back to your point, though, I actually you would be surprised how our group. So everyone in my section, like the way we've connected, because this it's not like you're not just floating out in oblivion in the middle on the online portions. We have weekly office hours where we're all meeting together with the professor for each class. Um, we're doing discussion posts. we're we're chatting all the time about everything, you know, like so I really think everyone in my section, like we have we have all become like really good friends too. So we're not missing out on that because we're not in person all day every day. Like that that doesn't go away because we're not technically in person. Um, I will also say, so this program also is technically, it's a part-time program. Because there's no, you can work as most people that I go to school with work full-time. A lot of people work full-time, have little kids, and are doing law school. And how they do that is I, I cannot even fathom. Um, and so, but I'm going during the summer so that I can still get my JD in three years to, to get it done a little faster. So, yeah, so it's, it's technically it is a four-year program. And then, you know, going in the summers will get me done in three
1: That is awesome. And if you're out there and you're thinking about going to law school, like really consider these options uh, because, you know, for the right person, it's like this is going to be an excellent opportunity that, you know, again, you're faced with a choice of, you know, you're you're saying driving to Denver three hours each day, four days a week. um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's 12 hours of your life. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. 12 hours of your life going back and forth uh, to Denver. Um, yeah. which which may is either gonna take a tremendous toll on you physically, emotionally, psychologically, or you're just not going to do it. um, and yeah. and, you know, look, there are people out there who live in uh, you know, a lot less uh, <laughs> a lot more rural environments than Colorado Springs, even oh, uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. who this is like, wow, what a what a fantastic option. So yeah. if you're a law student out there, definitely, look at what Mitchell Hamlin and, uh, what Gretchen are doing. And also, you know, good, good, good on you, Mitchell Hamlin for doing this, because I think it's, I think it's a really, a wonderful opportunity. And I also think, and I want to talk about this a little bit, you know, a lot of my law school classmates basically went from, uh, college to, to law school and maybe they took a year or two or whatever, but I would say the vast majority of my class was, you know, 25 years old ish, um, and so, um, you know, how has your life experience and your work experience informed uh, law school for you?
0: So what's interesting about, I think because of the, the type of this program, we don't have very many of those types of students. I think if, if I remember right, the stats they sent us at the beginning of the year, I think the average age of the people in, in 1L is like 35. So, you know, I mean, we have some 70 year olds in our class. I have a practicing anesthesiologist in my class. I have a dentist in my class, like people who are like making these huge career shifts, you know, later in quotes (laughs) in life, you know, like it's, I think that's what I love about this program is it gives the ability for those types of people, me even, you know, to, to go to law school when, when typically they don't, you can't, and you can't. These people don't have the ability to just be in an in-person full full-time program, and it just where it sucks up your whole life. Like this gives you the ability to have both, which is great. As far as my experience going into it from from being a you know paralegal and helping Chris run the firm, um, it, it has not helped me as much as I wanted it to. <laughs> it just hasn't. I will say what it has done. It's given me a lot of perspective. That the 22 year old law school student doesn't have where you're so worried about getting A's in every single class and so worried about being number one in your class and so worried about being on the dean's list. Like like there's a lot of people in my class that are they get so wrapped up in the competition of it and they get so, I don't know, get so stressed and anxious about every single little grade that comes out. And and I'll tell you what, I had another attorney tell me before school started, like, C's gets degrees. It does not matter. As long as I get that JD behind my name and I can pass the bar exam, it doesn't matter if I got an A in contracts or a C in contracts. It doesn't matter. No one is ever going to ask me what I got in contracts. And so, like, so going in with that perspective, like, takes a whole lot of pressure off
1: of performing in law school. Few things done back here, and, and that that is a great perspective. When I went, you know, look, I was twenty two years old, and everything felt like life and death. Like my entire existence. Depended upon my criminal law midterm, right. or I guess we had a criminal <laughs> law criminal law final, and it was like, mm-hmm. and and everything felt so devastating if it didn't go my way, or so exhilarating if it did. Like I lacked perspective, and I, again, yeah. I don't know how you can have that perspective unless you're unless you've you've lived some. And the, you know, the other thing that is sort of important, I was hoping you would say this, is that you know, if you're out there, you're thinking about going to law school, or you're in law school. You know, don't think that if you like you're you're working in a law firm or working with lawyers, it's going to be all that useful to you. No. Um, So I don't feel like you have to have that experience. Uh, you know, look, it's going to help you when you practice. And it's it's always like no experience is bad experience. Um, yeah. But but don't you know, if you're out there and you're thinking of applying, don't hold yourself back because you're like, I've never worked in law firms. I don't know what oh, lawyers yeah. do. Or if you're going into it. I mean, we had you know in our law school class yeah we had some paralegals who got humbled um because yeah. they they thought they knew what was going on and yeah. um you know i can still remember the looks on some of their faces when their first year grades came back to them as they're walking mm-hmm. back to their seats um yeah. because it's it's sort of a it's sort of a different beast is uh, really in a lot of ways is now it really is now did you go into law school like with an idea of what kind of lawyer that you want to be when you get out of school.
0: You know, it's funny because that's a question I think all law students get all the time. Like, what kind of law are you going to do? It's funny. I've been I've kind of been on the fence until about this, like literally this past week, I was in a family mediation class. So I had to narrow it down to one of two things. I was either going to go back to Springs Law Group and do personal injury with Chris and Jake and the firm that I helped build. Or I love the idea of becoming a guardian ad litem and really like making a difference in this world and, you know, just helping people that like don't have access, you know, to legal representation. And because, you know, Chris makes enough money. I I also have that added bonus of not having the pressure of needing to make a certain amount of money after graduating. I could literally graduate and do whatever I want. So that's kind of what I had narrowed down to. And then this last week I took a family meeting a family mediation class, and realized I could never be a guardian ad litem. I and and I give so much credit to anyone who can, anyone who can work in the family law sphere, like that realm. Like I, but I realized I actually had my my professors like, you know, it it just probably isn't a good idea for you, and for lots of reasons. And not that I'm not capable of doing it, but you know, it's just it's taxing. It is so hard, and and I have a whole history that not a lot of people know about. And so I'm just like, you know what, that's that's enough. Like I don't need to purposely put myself back in this traumatic world that, you know, and so kind of cause I had this idea that it, that it was my job to save the world. And in it, it literally this week it came to me during this class that I'm like, wait, no, that's that's not your job. Like your job is not to save it's to change the world for your children and for the people around you. You can't you can't really go much bigger than that. Although Ideally, I would like to, but it—that's—it's not realistic. And so, stop trying and focus on what you can control. And so, like, I don't—I—I I love the personal injury world. I love it. Like, I get fired up about these stupid insurance companies that, you know, you know, Ryan, like these stupid insurance companies that do not treat people fairly. Like, I'm just as happy to fight for them as I am for you know
1: anybody else. So, most likely. I will, I will return to the personal injury world. You know, you Indy, so much to unpack there. And like anybody <laughs> listening is just going to get so much out of this because yes, like that is a very mature perspective and one that I like am actually struggling with like right now. Like what is my, what are my obligations to others? Like where, where, where does my ability to impact or influence end yeah. and how do I want to spend my time? Like, look, I'm 40. Three, I think. Yeah, 43. And my it's point. like how how you know, assuming like statistically, I have like 40 years left, like how do I want to spend my time? So much of my time has been spent for others, which mm-hmm. is which is fantastic. Um, but but knowing yourself, um, and and knowing, you know, why it, and having the the depth to understand why you might be drawn to something. Something you're you're trying to heal some trauma at like a base level, and yeah. why that that might not be healthy for you, and why that is okay. Like yeah. if you are out there and you are listening to that, like think about why you might be drawn to an area of law, and and again for some people, and they may say, you know what, I this is what I was put here to do, and awesome. But go through that analysis and have yeah. the confidence and. Almost the self-love is the word I'm going to use, like the phrase yeah. I'm going to use to say like, you know what? It's it's OK. It's OK. Yeah. that I don't do this. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, in that I'm trying to think like how like 25 year old me would have heard that or 23 year old me would have heard it. I probably would have it probably would have glossed over. But you're going to be struggling with this in some way yeah. in your legal career. And yeah, go through that analysis that Gretchen just did, because that is powerful.
0: Well, and I and I think I I also had the realization, too, that I can help in other ways. Like I can help financially. I can donate to I can give a lot of money to to these, you know, to Casa, who's helping kids in foster care. You know, I can there are ways to help without being in there, like doing the nitty gritty dirty work that I don't think I'm emotionally able to do. And so, like, you know, just it's not an all or nothing. You know, that's what I love about it is like. There's other ways to do to help and to make the world better without,
1: you know, being in G.A.L. That is I mean, that's just that's wonderful for anybody looking to go into any area of law. If you're if you're sort of I I, like ideally motivated. And by that, I mean, like, you know, you want to fight on behalf of criminal defense, uh, you know, criminal defendants or you want to do civil rights law or environmental law or any of these things, guardian and light of law. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay for yourself. And I also think, um, you know, and, and, you know, lawyers can have many different careers within their career, and often almost all of them do. Um, So, if something's not serving you, like, it's okay to change it. Uh,
0: Because life is too short. You know, it really is. Life is too short to spend your day being miserable in, in any field, in any. You know, any practice area in any marriage, in any anything, you know, like, like if you're not enjoying what you're doing, like
1: change it, you know, you, you have to change it. So if you, if you could go back and, you know, talk to yourself a year ago about law school, what would you tell yourself?
0: Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, Ryan, (laughs) what I would tell myself is that because literally, and I, and I like to think that most law students do this. I've been reassured. It's not abnormal that I had a complete meltdown before school started because I started doing my reading for torts and I'm just like, I mean, I come, I'm coming from personal injury. Like I get, I get personal injury, but I'm like reading the casebook for torts and I'm just looking at this and I'm just breaking down because I'm like, I don't know what I'm reading. I can't, I cannot do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable. I'm not like all of these reasons why I'm like, forget, I'm not going like, I'm not, I can't do this. And, um, So even being a 47 year old going into law school, like there's so much uncertainty because you don't really, everybody tells you how horrible it is, but they don't really explain like how, you know, it's terrible. It's so much reading. It's all this, it's all that. And so I just was panicking. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. So I guess I wish if, and and now that I'm on the uh, the other side of my first year of law school, it is hard. Is what? It's very hard, but it's also doable. Like it's not impossible. It's it just requires some focus and a little bit of effort. You know, <laughs> like it just it doesn't require some massive brain. It doesn't require some some massive level of intelligence. To I mean, you have to have a certain level of intelligence to get into law school, take the LSAT, and all that. But like, it doesn't. You don't have to be some super genius to perform well in law school you just don't and so I wish I could go back and just just kind of reassure myself and be like okay I get this is very scary this is a super this is a brand new experience I mean I saw my husband go through it I saw my daughter go through it but from a distance like I was not in the classroom with them I wasn't looking at their textbooks I wasn't you know so once I finally was in that spot where I'm just like oh crap like what have I actually gotten myself into I wish I could just go back and just be like, you know what? It's it's okay to be scared. I've learned at this point in my life, the scarier it is, the the more I need to head that direction. The more I need to just just dive straight in, dive right into it. Because, you know, not doing something because you're scared
1: is is unacceptable in my book. You know, um, and that's that's so much of a fact there too. I think that you know, like, right? That's I remember I, I had personal trainers, and they're like, oh, if it hurts, you need to do more of it. Like, that's your body telling you, like, you need to work your back more. Um, yeah. And, you know, with law school, the thing is for if you haven't been, um, it's unlike anything that you have probably ever done in your life. Yeah. It is a learning right. environment that is very, very different. Um, uh-huh. So if you're used to reading, you know, a history book that talks about, you know, Louis Fourteenth, and it's sort of written out in a certain way, and then you get questions about Louis Fourteenth, like it, law school is very very different and with the you know case uh reading cases and 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 sort of learning law through study of case law and holdings and all sorts yeah. of things like so you're not going to have the most people i i can't imagine come out uh having had a, any sort of similar background like you would never sort of like learn about molecular biology or something the same way lawyers like learn about law. Like they would just, they would never teach it that way. Um, so, so, um, you know, which is part of what law school is, which is teaching you how to think about the law, which is annoying and exhausting. And you're, you're building up, you're building up some muscle. So, you know, you know, if you're out there, like that is, if you're not having that experience, like I worry about you, I do. Um, because, (laughs) because there, I, I was telling my wife Allison about um, about talking to some some lust. I was talking doing another episode of this and I was talking, and I said, you know, I was like, there were three people in our first year class who were convinced that they knew everything <laughs> and mm-hmm. that they they they, they above all knew everything. And I remember because they handed out our criminal law was like our first final, and we got the grades like in early January. It was our only final, and for whatever reason, like you walk to the front of the class and like you pick them up, and so you, uh-huh. you. And I will never forget their names or their faces because like they had eaten humble pie, like absolutely had a huge dose of it, and and so like if you're out there and you're struggling with it, like you should be struggling, and if you're like challenged by it, like you should be challenged. And yeah. don't look to your left or right and think that wow, you know Joe over here, he knows everything, he gets it. Joe may act that way, it, it, it just it just you know do your own thing because that can be a thing in law school where where people can get in their own head. And, and I think I think that um, you know yeah, listen to what Gretchen said because if if you're going to do law school, you're almost certainly going to feel it if you're doing it right. And if you're not, I am I am really kind of concerned about you. You don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, some. Of, I'm not going to name names, but you don't want to be these. You don't want yeah. you know, to the, the two or three guys who, you know, they have their smart, smart kids study group, and
0: mm-hmm. and you know what's interesting, even having the perspective that I mentioned earlier, like like Cs get degrees, right? Like yeah. I know that whether I get an A or whether I get a C in contracts does not matter, except to me. I mean, I still care about the grades I get. I still care about. So there are times where I still. I'm still kind of drugged down into that world where I'm just like, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not as smart as everybody else. I'm not, you know, I still have moments of that for sure. Cause I think like law school is built to be, to be that. And so I, I really have to, you know, usually it's Chris that'll be like, okay, hold on. You know, this doesn't matter. Why are you getting so wrapped up into this? And so it is good to have, you know, outside support of people that kind of have that mindset to be like, look, this really doesn't matter. You just have to pass. That's all that matters. It does not, it doesn't matter. So it's good to have those reminders from out from asset source because it is very easy to get just sucked into it because that's what the, your fellow students are doing. And that's what the school, the, the
1: program itself is kind of designed to do. Now, to change gears here a little bit, you're, I mean, you're unique in the sense that like, you and your daughter overlap in law school, like, <laughs> right? like I mean, th- th- now does this like do you talk about it? Like, do you, oh, you like, can do I you talk you about do I... about like offer acceptance consideration? Like, is that what goes on at the Nicolaisen family Thanksgiving table? Okay, so
0: first of all, I tried. There's so many things because she was a three L when I was a one L, and. I tell you what, there's so many things I ask, like I would ask her questions because Chris, I mean, Chris went to law school in 2010. So like he's, it's all, it's long gone for him where she's like still fresh in it. Right. So I would ask her questions. She's like, mom, I have no idea. She's like, I don't, I don't remember any of that. And I'm like, you are no help to me. Zero. Like none, none, zero. Like she was no help to me at all. And so, and, and it's funny ever I ever, every time I try to, like, have, like, conversations about a case I read that I thought was interesting or a rule I read that was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is a rule, whatever. And, like, both Chris and Megan, both, they kind of just roll their eyes at me and they're just like, we know you're in law school. We get it. Like, so you would think that that my family would, like, engage in these conversations, but they really just don't. And it makes me a little sad. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
1: You know, and there's 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 lessons in all of that. And in that, you know, a lot of law, too, is like the ability like to be I have a lot of criticisms of the bar exam and law school in general. And that I think it doesn't actually teach things that are actually relevant to being lawyers and like a lot of ways or test things. But Uh I'm going to check check that thought for a minute. And, you know, but but specifically um, the thing that it actually does do is like. As a lawyer and and in, in almost in, invariably like any area of law like we do litigation and that's basically my background though I've done real estate closings and transactions or, or whatever you you spend a lot of time memorizing things essentially but then you you use that knowledge and memorization in whether it's an oral argument or a trial or a, a brief and then you kind of dump it out of your mind. Uh, because your yeah. your 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 brain cannot handle all of these things, it, like it just yeah. it just can't, and so you you become an expert, and then you dump, and then you're like, mm-hmm. and then then like five years later, you're like, oh, you know what? I think I had this in the Jones case, and then you're like, go back, and yeah. you like, look at what work you did then, and you're like, oh yeah, this I I did know the answer. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of law school. So if you're if you're out there, like it is really like the exams where you're at least we were we had like four or five hour essays at the end of a year that basically tested our whole year of knowledge you then forget that information and then you have to like relearn it for the bar exam which is just like more of the same thing and then you take the bar and then you're going to dump all that knowledge uh um, yeah. so so like that is a muscle like that is part of the process of law school that is that is part of being a lawyer um and it is sort of a natural consequence of like, I, I really actually think that our brains are not wired to handle all of the information that any one of us consumes in 2023. Like yeah. I was reading something that we, everybody reads like the equivalent of Moby Dick online pretty much every day. Like, wow. That is how much content comes at. Uh-huh. one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that in like oh. video, but, but it's like an, like it's an immense yeah. amount of content, yeah. uh, content that probably, like, evolutionarily, like nothing prepares us for that. Um, right. So, so, yeah. um, so if you're out there and you're dealing with this, and you're, you know, you're trying to talk to a lawyer about some case, like I think most uh, my lawyer friends, like they'll remember, like, there's a criminal case where two guys are on a boat and one guy eats another guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that stuff is like really, yeah. really memorable. Yes, uh-huh. uh, but but like when you're like, you know, you're like U.S. shoe. You're like what? Yeah, <laughs> what jurisdiction? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, now, you know, one of the things that has completely changed since I went to law school is constitutional law. Like, so all the cases, like I read about, you know, Casey and Roe and all of these things, like these giant, like a number of rights, like all this law gets like changed and changed suddenly like how has how have those subjects how have you found that they have been taught um or are being taught at at mitchell hamlin
0: so i think what's interesting so i actually because because of the um the nature of the pro so i'm actually taking con law this fall and so um i'm i'm dreading it and i've heard this semester is going to be rough because there's just it's it's a lot it's heavy um, but I think what's interesting about even just the way the program is designed. So we don't have like a typical in-person law school where we've got, you know, you go to class all semester and you have one test at the end. I mean, in contract last semester, I wrote four papers, had a quiz every single week. I had, I mean, there's a lot of deliverables that I have to do that. Even so when, when Megan came home and I was showing her kind of all the work I had to do, she's like. That is so much. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of deliverables that she never had to do. So what I but I what I think is interesting about that is that I think I know way more about contracts because I wrote those four papers than the, the, the average in-person student who's relying on themselves to just study and memorize throughout the semester and then take one giant write one giant essay at the end of the semester. And so um, I think that definitely is is way different than the typical in-person law student experience is, is I have, I'll, I do a lot more work. I have a lot more grades than just one paper at the end.
1: Interesting. That I think it's a more, I think it's a healthier model. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the model that Megan experienced and I experienced is far more common where it's yeah. just like everything rides on something at the end. Um, and Yeah. And yeah.
0: I mean, granted, the the, the fi- our finals tend to be A very large majority, you know, of the of the weight of the grade, you know, like fifty to sixty percent, where you know we have we take these quizzes and they're worth you know two percent of our grade. So there's not so much pressure on those. The pressure is still on the final, but there's all this work in between that gets us to the final. That you know, they say helps us remember it better. I think think it makes.
1: I I think think it it makes. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. How do you do with with this? Like, I know for for. A lot of people at law school, like a clinical experience or externships are, are, you know, an important part of law school. How do you, how does that work in the context of what it is, how it is you're uh, going through law school?
0: So I can do an externship just like anybody else. I can get credit for it. I just, you know, basically go talk to the lady at the school that's in charge of externships and I can, you know, I can go work at the firm. I can go, I could work anywhere, anywhere in Colorado I don't have to do it in Minnesota. I can do it any firm in Colorado that's willing to take on an extern, and you know is willing to just fill out the paperwork for the school saying that I did the work. So it's pretty simple.
1: That that's awesome. And and you know yeah. just for anybody out there thinking about this, it's like you're not going. It really does sound like you're not losing anything by by doing this, and in fact, you're gaining a lot. And I I think I think it'll be interesting. Like I I really think you're going to see more and more. Law schools go to this model. I think it just makes.
0: Yeah, there are several other schools that do. So I learned from from classmates. There's I guess a school in Ohio does. I mean, I could not tell you what the names of these programs are. There's like like five or six different schools in the country that are taking on this model. I think Mitchell Hamlin was the first one to do it. But other schools, especially since are catching on and and realizing that we can get way more people get
1: way more people access to law school by programs. Through programs like this, it's so it's so important to me. I, I think it's so important because it 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 is actual inclusion. Like you are talking about, you know, people who may not, you know, look. A lot of people who go to law school, like they come from money. Like that is that is who they are. They don't have they they may not have student debt or law student debt. Their parents basically support them uh-huh. through through the process. Um, and when you have people, particularly whether it's first generation people or adults who are returning or moms or or persons of color like you have you know uh, this is this is something that if we talk about you know a diversity on the bench and diversity in in, in corporate law or yeah. in, in in law firms like these are the things that really really matter as opposed to you know forcing somebody into uh, you know essentially law school not being able to fit within their life yeah. For sure.
0: And, and I do want to add that it is an ABA accredited school. So I'm, I'm not going to a non-accredited school and, um, you know, and we follow all the rules of the ABA. So like we have to have so many in-person hours and that's what gets shoved into those weeks that we're here in Minnesota. And so, um, and it is great because even going back to the stats that they said at the beginning of the year, like we have an incarcerated student in our program. And I'm just like, wow, like that's amazing that, you know, someone's gonna be able to, you know, get their law degree while sitting in jail. Like they're gonna come out and tend probably be more I don't know how they're gonna get licensed, but you know, but just just the idea that they're gonna be able to get out of jail and, and be able to, you know, most likely be more productive than they would be otherwise.
1: So yeah, yeah. talk about diversity. <laughs> and how like well, and, you know, and, and traditionally, it's like, you know, we got that uh, at our schools, like through the night programs, like we had a priest who yeah. went back, we had an obstetrician who went back, a heart's a cardiac surgeon, like it was all yeah. and all these, and we also had all these adults who went back, uh, because uh, like Mass Mutual, who is a local insurance company, like they would pay for people. So like we had business people who would yeah. come in. Um, now, how does that, how does... The remoteness of all of it. Does do you do you have a, a faculty that is sort of like geographically diverse? And so, sort of like what I mean by that is like, you know, at least, I mean, I'm in Hartford, Connecticut. UConn School of Law is you know not far from where I am right now, and a lot of the faculty like have to live here. Uh, yeah, do you, are your faculty spread throughout the country? Do they tend to live in uh, the Minneapolis area?
0: Yeah, they all they all pretty much live in Minneapolis which is, you know, I mean, I don't know how to really, I don't know that it would impact us differently if they lived in Ohio or lived in California or, you know, because really our interaction, because they, they're here, we're here with them in person when we're during our person time. But then, like I said, during during the, the online chunk of time in between, like we have office hours where the where the professor shows up and they're not like office hours, like, Like I think an average student would think of where they're just sitting in their office just waiting for people to show up and ask questions. Like literally almost everyone comes to office hours. Like it's one giant class time almost where they're there to answer questions. They're there to give instruction if needed. They're there to, you know, explain. So we meet with them once a week. You know, they're in Minnesota and we're all over the world. We actually have a student that lives in Africa that is in our in our she's like literally up at 430 in the morning for all of the office hours to participate and so like yeah we're w- the student body is just spread out all all over the place yeah but but basically to answer your question like all of, as far as i know all the professors i've had so far are are based in minneapolis are based in st paul
1: yeah just i i i just wonder uh, over time if it will change if, if i mean if it really wouldn't allow law schools to attract you know different people to the faculty like overall yeah. if they, they don't have to like live yeah. in a place um, well,
0: I think, too, because most of our professors are teaching like that because Mitchell Hamlin also has a brick and mortar program, you know, a, yeah. a typical program. And so they're they're kind of switching back and forth between both. They're teaching in-person classes and they're teaching hybrid classes.
1: It's yeah. been it's been uh, it's been amazing to talk to you. There is so much here for anybody who is thinking about going to law school in law school, an adult who's looking to return to law school. I think this is like so valuable. It's going to help some people out there. Yeah, I always end this one on a sort of like a not serious note uh, because try not to take ourselves too too seriously. <laughs> it is um, you know, where at where at where to cook out? You get a burger. It could be a veggie burger, hamburger. What are you putting on the burger in terms of condiments?
0: Um, I am pretty basic. I want mustard and mayonnaise. I don't ketchup is overrated. Um, so I want mustard and mayonnaise and a slice of cheese and
1: maybe some lettuce that's it like i i'm simple you know i i cannot i i don't think i have ever had mustard or mayonnaise i don't think so um so i i think i have to try that ketchup and mayonnaise to me is like a thing but i don't know i don't know about mustard and mayonnaise so i haven't had that so you you are like the first person I've, i've 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 heard say that and i actually i wonder if that's like a mountain west thing like i I don't know that anybody, I don't know that I've even seen that out here. I don't know.
0: I, I think my whole life, like, I mean, I was born and raised in Ohio. So, like, well, I, I, in my bologna sandwiches as a child, I had mustard and mayonnaise on my bologna sandwiches. So, I, my whole life, I've just loved mustard and mayonnaise together. So, yeah.
1: Well, Gretchen, I will have to give that a try. Um And so... Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best as you uh, finish up your summer uh, courses here and look forward to having you back on when you when you graduate law school. And yeah. uh, best best to you and uh, your family and good luck uh, to your daughter uh, who will yeah. be taking the bar. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining Ryan McKean in the Law Student Lounge, where real law students talk about their real lives. Are you a law student with a story to tell? Learn how you can share your story with us in the episode description. And join us next time in the Law Student Lounge.